Good afternoon, folks. Welcome back to another episode of For Pod's Sake with Sean Callahan. You know the old expression, sky's the limit? Maybe you uh, bought a, a bit of cryptocurrency and it's just doubled in price. And you tell your friends, I have no idea how, how, how far this can go. I'm just going to ride this gravy train. You know, sky's the limit. Wrong, bitches, because the sky is no longer the limit. I got two words for you. Space tourism, everybody, because... This is the new frontier, at least for now, for the ultra-wealthy, is the idea of sending people to outer space. Um, right now, there is a uh, bidding competition, essentially, which is uh, past $3 million because there's going to be a winner of an auction to travel with Jeff Bezos on his uh, Blue Origin Space Company. Uh, to the edge of space in a private rocket and getting the most unbelievable glimpses uh, of the planet Earth and weightlessness. And um, even though it'll be ten, only a 10-minute sort of experience, you will get to be a temporary astronaut if you've got the money. And uh, this is really exciting kind of crazy stuff. Um that's a July 20th launch uh, in Jeff Bezos' um, Blue, excuse me, uh, Blue Origin. But there's quite a few companies now. Uh, Richard Branson with Virgin uh, um, Galactic and Elon Musk with SpaceX, which are planning to start bringing people to outer space, not just astronauts anymore. So that, that auction... Um, so far as have has over 6,000 bidders from 143 different countries, but there's just going to be a single, single winner. But, um, you know, that's what people are saying now is forget about, you know, going on safari in Africa or some sort of, uh, cruise or, you know, yacht experience. This is what the ultra wealthy, uh, are, are going to do for vacation. They're going to go to outer space. Um, uh, Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic, uh, it just successfully completed its third human suborbital spaceflight test last month. And then uh, SpaceX, which already uh, you know flies rockets uh, on behalf of NASA and the U.S. government and sends spacecraft to orbit, um, it plans on sending as many as 20 private citizens to orbit uh, over the next few years. So... Uh, but again, this is uh, reported in the Washington Post. These trips aren't uh, aren't cheap by any means. So Axiom Space, which is a Houston-based company, um, which helps arrange training and all the aspects of the flights, is charging as much as $55 million for a week-long trip to the International Space Station. And uh, I certainly don't have that kind of money, but that would be unbelievable to spend a week in outer space. Um, it's, it's kind of mind blowing really. Um, uh, Virgin Galactic, uh, was charging as much as $250,000 per seat on its spaceship to space plane. Uh, and it's got a waiting list of about 600 passengers, but that price is likely to go up to about 500 grand. And, uh, you know, analysts are saying that the, you know, the suborbital space tourism market 
could be worth about $8 billion by 2030. So this is the exciting new frontier as someone who's traveled the globe and has that sort of, uh, you know, itchy foot wanderlust, whatever you want to call it. I think it's fantastic in a way that I'm living in a time period where this will become normal. My fantasies as a child of the Jetsons are coming to fruition, people. But there's some other things uh, with regards to these huge sums of money and some of the characters that I mentioned earlier, which are uh, not that I'm not over the moon about, uh, to use a pun, and are, are really quite, uh, quite depressing. And it's been reported in the New York Times, uh, based off of uh, reporting from ProPublica, that the 25 richest Americans, which includes Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, that they paid little or sometimes even nothing in federal income taxes between 2014 and 2018. And that was based on a, a trove of in, uh, IRS uh, tax data. So the analysis showed that the nation's richest executives paid just a fraction of their wealth in taxes. And it really shines a light on the loopholes in the American uh, tax system or the tax code. Because the U.S. puts its emphasis on taxing labor income versus wealth. And the thing is that, as reported in the Times, much of the wealth that the rich accrue, like shares in companies uh, or yachts or vacation homes or these other investments, that's not considered taxable income unless those assets are sold and a gain is realized. And even then, there are loopholes in the tax code that they, you know, exploit and that can limit or even erase all their tax liability. Um, and so what's revealing about this article or this uh, news break is not that these people were necessarily doing anything illegal. It's more important that they were following the law and they're actually just um, exploiting what's already on paper. And that's what's really um, horrible. So people are uh, getting to the core of how this essentially was released because this is sort of an unauthorized disclosure of uh, you know confidential information, and that is illegal. So people are saying, how did they get a hold of these documents? Um, but you know, again, this is something that's uh, you know the Biden administration is trying to tackle is this math massive massive wealth disparity, not just in the United States but around the world. Um, and that's been shown time and time again by these these facts and figures that, you know, the richest 80 individual people, the richest 80 people on the planet Earth have as much wealth as the bottom 50 percent. The poorest half of the planet is the same amount of wealth that the richest 80 individual people have. That's insane. That's in beyond insane. No person individually needs that much money. It doesn't matter what they've done, how they've contributed to society. Nobody needs that amount of money. It is just greed um, to the extreme level um, and selfishness. And, it, and, and it's just, it, I find it disgusting. And I think everybody should find it disgusting. If we as a people or as a culture, society, whatever, 
if we are disgusted and feel ashamed and horrible when we see extreme poverty, when we see people uh, picking through the rubbish to find a meal to eat, when we see people sleeping out on the street and homeless, and, and we feel that sense of aversion and, and just a horrible feeling in our gut, we should apply that same feeling to extreme wealth. We should be just as disgusted by someone owning uh, seven jets and 25 homes and uh, having you know more money in the bank than literally thousands upon thousands of people will earn in their entire life. It's, we should be disgusted by it. We shouldn't, we shouldn't dream about it. We shouldn't hold it up and laud it as, wow, I hope to get there one day. We should be disgusted by it. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. There's nothing wrong with uh, your hard work being rewarded. But when wealth tips over into this point where you as an individual have more money than some, uh, some countries, some entire governments and, and areas, and you have as much money, you and a couple dozen other people have as much as the half of the planet, something's not right. Uh, and it's grown out of control. So, you know, the Biden administration is trying to take certain, um, certain issues with uh, attacking or, or going after extreme wealth inequality, but they're doing, you know, small piecemeal sort of uh, measures. You know, he wants to uh, raise the the top marginal income tax rate from 39%, uh, bring it up from 37%, which would undo the sort of President Trump's, you know, 2017 tax cuts. They're talking about considering a wealth tax, um, but they're saying that's very, very hard to implement. But, um, but essentially from 2014 to 2018, the 25 wealthiest Americans, they paid only an average of about 15% uh, in federal income taxes, which is far lower than the average American and, and far lower than most people in the developed, uh, or the developed world. 15% is nothing. So they need to uh, address this because... People like, for example, uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, who again was running for that Democratic ticket to be president, she's been sort of on this issue for many, many years. And she's uh, for the idea of placing a 2% tax on an individual's net worth above $50 million, which, and that includes the value of stocks, houses, boats, uh, anything that a person owns after subtracting um, their debts. And she said, you know, she's quoted as saying that people, these these tax revelations should be deeply shocking to people. But, um, you know, this is sort of the issue is, is how this tax code works, because most people don't realize just how the ultra wealthy actually do this. How do they exploit the the tax code? How do they retain so much of this money while everybody else has to pay so much in taxes? Well, you know, the, the wealthy use these techniques uh, and to, to reduce their tax bills, they take advantage of the, a complex web of loopholes and deductions, and they're all perfectly legal. And generally what it, it includes is, is borrowing huge sums of money, and that's backed by enormous stock holdings. So loans are not taxed, and the interest that the executives pay on the borrowed money can often be deducted then from their tax bills. So just as an example, in 2007, Jeff Bezos uh, from Amazon, he paid nothing in federal income taxes, even as his company's stock price doubled. And then four years later, 
as his wealth uh, grew to $18 billion, Bezos reported losses, and he even received a tax credit of $4,000 for his children. Oh, isn't that sweet? He got a tax credit for his kids. The guy with $18 billion, does he need a tax break for his children? Um, Warren Buffett. Um, he has uh, long said publicly that the tax code should hit the rich harder because he paid just uh, 20, $20 million in taxes, $23 million in taxes from 2014 to 2018, even though his wealth rose by $24 billion, with a B, billion dollars. So, uh, you know, Buffett has come out and said, oh, well, when he dies, you know, 99% of his wealth is going to go to charity and to taxes and all that. But and he's come out, oh, I think the tax code should be changed substantially. Here's a guy who's part of the ultra, ultra wealthy saying, take my money. This is absurd. I don't need this much. You should be doing more. But again, that's why there's this big misunderstanding in how essentially these people uh, live. And that's essentially what they do is, you know, you would think you work at a job. You get a salary, you get a uh, you know pay each week, and part of your money goes to the government in form of taxes. That's not how these ultra rich people live. They use the stock prices and their assets as leverage to get loans, right, from banks, and then they just spend the money that they've gotten on the loan. So they don't even need to take a salary. They don't need to be really earning anything. They do whatever they want on this borrowed money. And the money is backed up by their companies. So they evade paying taxes. So they're living tax-free. So there has to be something done to sort of rewrite the code because there's no reason why uh, billionaires should not have to be paying money when working class people are. And again, this goes back to a lot of the themes that come up on this podcast about how do we want to build a better, more equitable society and how do we pay for it? Well, it's very clear that you can pay for it if we somehow rewrite the tax code so that people don't need don't can't legally exploit things to not pay anything. And there's no reason why wealthy corporations like this shouldn't be aren't paying any income taxes. We need to tax differently in order to uh, have a, a more fair and just society.